G'day, welcome to the Four Walls Podcast, where we dive into everything that you need to know about the real estate industry. My name's Josh Bergs, and with me as always, George McNabb. Hello. And today we've got a very special guest on talking about something that personally I really enjoy talking about, and I think more people need to be talking about it. Nick Lias, how are we? Fantastic. Thanks so much for having me on today. Oh, my voice. What's happening there? <laughs> I'm just so emotional. I'm just so emotional to be here. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I mean, we'll rock right into it because I, I, th- I feel like you probably will have a, a bit to talk about with this stuff, and obviously we'll just kind of let it flow, but... um. One, you, you sort of came to us and said that you've started a bit of a journey with mental health and real estate. And, Absolutely. Um, do you want to, yeah, just dive into it, man. Tell us about it. Like, what's going on? Well, I think like most good journeys, it always starts from a, from a personal place. And so for me, sort of, you know, I've been in real estate for like 16 years. And you sort of, you look back and you go, oh my God, it's been such a crazy journey. But for me, one like pivotal point, which was a couple of years ago, I've been working so hard to try and hit this like, um, like a recognition target. And I was like, I gotta get Chairman's Elite, which is like a Ray White thing. Um, and I finally hit it, but it took me like 10 years of like sacrifice and just being completely siloed to get there. And then that night we went out with the team and partners and I was like, it's a big celebration. And I was like sitting there and I was like, what's been the cost of actually to get this, to get this award? And it kind of almost felt like I'd been trekking for years through the clouds to reach the top of this mountain, only to find out it was actually the wrong mountain that I've been climbing. Because I got there, I got to the top of the mountain and was like, this has actually been a terrible trade. It's been a terrible trade for my family, terrible trade for my health, a terrible trade for my well-being. And so sort of from that moment on, that was like two years ago, I've been really sort of focusing on my on my mental health. Because there was another point on that journey where I was with my daughter and it was like Saturday morning and she was like, Dad, why do you always have to work so much? And I'm like, typical agent, I was like, I'm doing it for you, darling. I'm doing it for you. And she turned around, just deadpan, looked me in the eye and was like, Dad, I don't care about how much money you earn. I care about how much time you spend with us. Whoa. Oh, I was like, <laughs> right in the guts. <laughs> Damn. I was like, how old's your daughter? She's nine, honestly. Oh, man. That's going on 50. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and there's no, there's no comeback to that, like, no. whatsoever. I was like, do you know what? Right from this moment forward, took me three months, you know, not instant. But I was like, I switched from doing Saturday, Sunday open homes to just doing Sunday open homes. And it was something I've been thinking about for like six years. And I was like worried about the guilt of missing out, not doing the great best service for my clients and you know, everything else. But as it turns out, it's actually a better result for my clients because they only have to tidy up for one day and you have one super busy open home and then you take buyers through by private appointment during the week. So it actually works out, works out really well. And now I've got a whole Saturday off and I've learned like, you know, I'm driving around on Saturday with the kids or, you know, even just doing glamorous stuff like going to my to 10. Um, and I see all these open home flags and actually I feel sad for those guys because they're missing out on doing family stuff or just getting a chance to like rest and recuperate really. Yeah, no, that's definitely something I've always found is like quite crazy. The, the Saturday, Sunday things is it's like so much. Cause like from our perspective, we also see how, on you guys are like mm. I, this is something because obviously like probably the main people consuming this podcast will be real estate agents so yeah it's all good to like say this but like <laughs> i have received emails at one in the morning i oh, actually yeah. this week received an email at three in the morning like so what time did you read it though i he only don't worry about that. That. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we're talking about other people's toxic <laughs> traits not mine <laughs> four okay Bust, but busted. like <laughs> yeah no but um Obviously, it's something that you, I just see it. Like, I see you have to be like 24 7 on the ball. And yeah. so, the thing is, I think that 
it's retraining this whole thing about like maybe we don't have to be 24 yeah. 7 because the buyers are still going to be there right like totally. if someone's interested in the property yeah, if someone yeah. wants something they'll do anything they can do oh, to get 100%, it right yeah 100 and actually sometimes withholding it a little bit can sometimes build up people's interest yeah you know it's like you go into a store and they're like sorry haven't got it you know and they're like you have to wait for it i hate waiting but i want it now um so yeah that's actually a good a good approach, I find. So in life, you're either making decisions from a position of fear or from a position of power. Because, you know, strategy is what you say no to, right? Because if you say yes to something, then it's going to absorb all of your time. Yeah. And so quite often with a with a client, you know, from a real estate perspective, you know, you go and you pitch the business and you really want this listing because it's in your farm area and it's going to be great. But you just don't really gel with that, with that client. And you're like, your gut instinct is, I just need to run away. Um, and so you actually you turn down the business, somebody else takes it, they sells it, great, you know, happy days to them. But you feel really good because you've decided not to work with that other, with that, you know, with those owners. And that's that's making decisions out of, uh, from a power position, not fear. Yeah, yeah, because like, oh, I mean, that must be a real hard one to balance between. Um, but I would get, before we go there, because there was one thing I wanted to talk to you about with the positive effect of doing a one day thing on the weekend. Yeah. I can imagine that there's this, good knock-on effect where if you're doing a one-day open home on that Sunday and you got like a lot of people coming through, they're going to feel this urgency of like, oh my God, look how many people are looking at this. Product. Totally. <laughs> like, it's, like, it's the social proof, right? We, yeah. all stop, we all stop on the motorway and go, oh, what's happened there? Everyone's looking, therefore I must look. Like a crowd attracts a crowd. Um, yeah, so we do one one day open home and like if it's a good house or the right you know geographic spot, we'll do like a coffee cart. You've got the music, got the flowers, two agents. And also you've got way more energy because you've actually had a, had a day off and a chance to chance to recuperate. But it's that feeling of like oh, a fear of missing out. And you're like, I have to keep going 24 seven. I remember once <clears throat> it was like five, six years ago, I worked every single day from the 15th of June to the, sorry, 15th of January to the 15th of July. And I was like, I'm doing so well. And I was just burnt the hell out. I was probably only operating at like 65%, but I just couldn't get off the horse. Eventually I had to like fall over and actually was forced to take like a week off work because I was just mega burnout basically. It was miserable. Don't recommend it. Yeah, no, I like <laughs> it's just that that's the easiest way to get burnout, isn't it? And I think mm. that a lot of people are definitely, it's uh, something that you have cottoned on to at a good time because a lot of other people are starting to realise this whole thing around you aren't, what you said at the start, right? Oh, I'm worried about, am I giving my clients the best service? Mm. Well, you're not, are you? No. Like, are you, like you're giving them a 65% service. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so I think that it's uh, important for vendors as well as agents to understand, like, if you truly want to give your vendors and things the best possible thing, that needs to be a situation that internally in your business, you find out how to sort that problem out because it's not physically possible, I think, for people to give the best version of themselves as an agent both days. Yeah. You either need like a team where one person's doing one day and one person's doing the other day, or you need to just go, no, we're just going to do Sundays mm. and we're like this. And obviously like, I mean, it'd be real interesting to like look at your um, sort of sales reports and stats and stuff because you would be able to actually compare the data between before when you were running open homes on two days versus your sales results on running them with one day. And yeah. you know, like it's, it, that proof is going to be in the pudding. So Definitely. good on you for taking that leap because I think that FOMO thing is oh. massive. Eh? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the part that I see in the industry. There's, um, I'm not going to name any names um, and it's not known in the industry. It's um, like 
kind of people like myself, like on the outside coaches and trainers and stuff. Um, some of them I don't believe are very like positive for the industry yeah. because they train the right, wrong things into you guys. Totally. Um, so I what can do they say hustle. Sorry, hustle beats talent when talent doesn't hustle. Yeah. yeah. That's probably a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because the thing is in real estate, everyone's like, how are you going? And it's like, well, I've sold this homes. I'm na- ranked number like three in the agency or like, you know, one in the suburb. But it's actually like, how are you going? Like, how are you doing, Josh? Not like, what are your numbers doing? Because everyone's sort of always fixated on like, you know, we've got all these scoreboards in the totally. office. You're built to compete yeah, with each other it. on those metrics. Yeah, hold on, <laughs> take, let me pull out my leaderboard. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. It's always like, what ranking are you? It's all just like numbers, 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 numbers. Mm. It's never about actually like, how are you doing as a person? And it's really interesting. So since the 1st of June this year, I've transferred from just being a salesperson. Now I'm a, I'm a director of an office. Um, and it's amazing when you actually sit down with people and you look at them and you're like, how's it going? And recently somebody um, came into the office and I was about to give them a big grilling because their numbers have been good. And I was like, so how's it going? And he was like, oh my God, just started telling me that, you know, he was um, about to go through a divorce. And I was like, whoa, okay, that's going to, change this whole conversation around because yeah. it's like you've got to understand what's going on in the brain as like a human before all those numbers are just are just a byproduct at the at the end yeah and i mean we actually kind of bit of a segue but we were just talking about this in the, the our last episode mm. um you know it's it's such a pressure cooker situation yeah and like quite often we cop it but the reason we're copping it is because you're copping it yeah because you're dealing with <laughs> highly strung vendors right and yeah. it's like they are putting everything on you. They're mm. betting their whole life savings basically on you yep. to deliver a good job, right? And when you don't, quite often it's not necessarily your fault, you know, like it can be market or timing yeah. or whatever it is, but, you know, it is actually all your fault. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and, then, and then you add in, like you say, the, the other actual, like, they have, you guys have your own personal lives. Yeah. As well. <laughs> <laughs> Believe it or not, not a robot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Definitely not a robot here. Yeah. <laughs> and um, it's quite, sorry to interrupt. It's quite funny because, um, you know, it's like what makes, what's the characteristics of a good real estate agent? It's actually somebody who can be in control of their emotions. Because quite often you're going into a situation where it's like death, divorce, the bank has come for your house and you've actually got to really absorb all of their challenges and frustrations and anxiety and not be not be affected by it mm. so like as you've been doing real estate for 16 years and you sort of you learn to like actually put your own emotions in the jam jar which actually doesn't it's not good for your own mental health anyway because you're sort of you know everything's well, all tied up essentially you're you're like you have to be an empath but yeah then, but then you also have to yeah as you said right absorb everybody's problems mm. and kind of just take them inside and, and I think what I mean obviously my wife works in this in this in this kind of like sphere so she you know fills me on everything that kind of how it all works but basically like if you sit there and listen to everybody's problems and you mm. you know ingest everything yeah. you're actually taking on a lot of that like struggle yourself because you're becoming the sounding board you're processing it kind of with them 100%. so like I think no one really sits down and realizes that the emotional toll that dealing with people prob- with people's problems has on on you guys as salespeople as well? Definitely, because we've got this great new software that's uh, that's come out basically. It's all like AI generated leads from your own database. Sounds amazing. And we have these management meetings and it's like, why are the people using these tools? It's like, it's real estate for dummies, right? The numbers are all there. Everything's all set up so you can call them. But the problem is, is like, it's what's going on inside your own mind. Because the thing is, the essence of sales is the transfer of energy. It's a transfer of trust. Um, 
But as my business partner, Nikki, says, she's like, Nick, you can't pour from an empty cup. You're like giving, 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 giving like all your energy to other people. But when are you actually replenishing yourself? And I was like, oh, right. I better go for a walk. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's a, here's a segue for you. I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit. Love it. So you're a business leader, leader of your team. Yeah. What are you doing to put in place to make sure that you're putting a better environment for your team beneath you as well? Yeah. That's a good that's a good question. We're sort of just trying to make sure that everybody's actually happy and supported. Um, because in a team environment, like I've got my own personal team and then the wider team as well, you know, we're saying before about the numbers and actually um, where everybody's ranked, but I sort of want to sit down with everybody and actually go through like, what are your own goals? Because we always compare ourselves as humans, we compare ourselves to the rest of the tribe, but really all you're doing is com you're competing just with yourself. Like that's the main person you've got to look at. Like don't compare your year one to someone else's year seven. Or like, you know, if you need to take a break and, you know, go overseas for a couple of months and see the family, that's actually totally fine and accept the fact that, you know, you, your queue next couple of quarters will be a bit slower, but like, it's okay. Like, mm. Take like, a I mean, break if you need to. Some people's like goals might actually not even be financial, you know, know. like they might, yeah, weirdo. <laughs> um, but, but I mean, like you know, they might be you know getting married or finding yeah. a relationship or having a kid or whatever it might be, right? So mm. it's like, how can you support them in their career to then achieve what they want to achieve personally, yeah, as well. Yeah, because you're still whenever I'm doing recruitment meetings, they you know they want to lots quite a time they want to talk about the numbers, and I'm like. The numbers are the numbers. My job is to see the potential and to see the whole human. So I want to talk to you about your family, about your spirituality, about your sort of, about your friendships, about your upbringing. Like it's a full psych evaluation, basically. <laughs> My mum's a yeah. psychotherapist. Yeah, um, there you go. So I want to know the whole, the whole person and the journey and where they've come from, because that will dictate sort of, you know, what they're capable of and where, how I can best manage them as well. Because rather than just using that same stick to beat everybody, numbers, George, show me your numbers. That's not actually very healthy. Mm. Yeah, and, and I think it's like you, you hit the nail on the head with that because um, yeah, I, I work with every range of agents. Mm. Right? Like the newcomers coming in, but top agents, everyone. And you quickly realise, like, because from my perspective, right, um, I, I am similar. Like I get in that thing of like chase, chase, chase. Yeah. Like, you know, grind, grind, grind. I want like... X, this is the life I want for myself. I know yeah. what I need to do to get there. But um, you sit down with these people and you realize like some people don't actually care about no. that and there's nothing wrong with it. You know, like you don't have to, you don't have to follow that thing. And I think that people, I guess, like ourselves that yeah. get caught up in that, sometimes you can like easily forget that that person only actually wants to sell like six houses because they just want to make a salary. Yeah. Like, and they, they don't actually care. They want to spend that. time with their kids. Or yeah. They want that work-life balance and that's totally they fine. They want to be like some of these real estate agents who work like 10 hours a week and just shop the open homes and then it sells <laughs> and they're like, wee. Yeah. <laughs> that's but, what I thought when I first got into real estate. Yeah. I had like a corporate marketing job beforehand and my friend was like, oh, you know, get into real estate. And I was like, Coffee, housewives, I can do this. Like, it's fine. It's totally within the skill set. Am I allowed to say that? That sounded really bad, didn't I? Uh, but that was honestly, that was my thought when I, when I first got That's got getting clipped, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> that's for your real. You can put that on later. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, that's, that's awesome. Um, so, I guess going from the that journey and like how you've sort of done that for yourself and done that for your team. Is there any like uh, piece of advice that you would say like, because I think that the, one of the most dangerous people that I guess from my perspective, mm. you can tell me otherwise, but um, 
one thing I see a little bit toxic that happens in the industry are these like younger people coming in mm. and seeing like, oh my God, like I've, you know, got to do this, and like 100 yeah. door knocks a day and <laughs> yeah. stuff. Um, and definitely it's those other people like setting those precedents and there's, uh, if anyone ever wants to talk to me, there is ways to work smarter, not harder. Yeah, <laughs> um, we're, we live in a modern age and people should take advantage of it. But what would you give advice uh, to those young people coming in to find the way to achieve the goals that you need to achieve, but also find that work-life balance so that you don't get to the point that you've yeah. got to? I think well, the way, way I did it myself um, was... So sort of really focusing on like, who is my true authentic self? Because if you go, right, this is actually, this is Nick Lias and it's the same Nick Lias that I'm like with my mates or with my family or with my clients and go, right, well, what does, what does Nick do and how does he, how does he operate? And if you operate in an authentic way, you'll kind of, you find your own tribe, you'll find your niche of clients that, that actually want to work with you. You know, sometimes you get a client and they just walk in. It's like when you know you guys come to a shoot and I'm like, oh, it's Milan, it's Regan, and like we've just got perfect synergy. Because I'm like, they're my boys. It's all good. We've you know we've got it under control. So I'd say for any new agent coming in, it's like don't try and be anybody else. Like everybody else is taken. Like you've only got yourself, right? So <laughs> just work out like, is your angle going to be everything through the schools, or like you know, is you, have you got like a group of like a hundred um, clients from a previous business or something, some angle from the rugby club. And then just just do that and then focus on that channel rather than, because you look on like social media for real estate, it's all hustle, grind, hustle, grind. Um, and that's like, <laughs> it's too much. Like just relax, be kind to yourself and be authentic as, as well, just be authentic. Yeah, stop. And, and that's 100% the case too. Like there is actually a real estate agent for everybody. Mm. Like I know a few quirky agents out there. Yeah. And and I'm like, <laughs> why would someone ever lift their home with you? But then they're actually, they could be, they are sometimes really successful, right? Yeah. Because other people gel with them really well. And it's the same thing, right? Like I guess you could compare it to like art, right? Some people love some art and they hate another piece totally. of art, right? There is something for everybody. So I think like being authentic to yourself is, is perfect and people can smell when you're not authentic. Oh, 100%. You know, and it's like when you're trying to be something you're not, when you're trying to copy people who are successful in the industry, yeah. they go like, oh, this is the wish version and then mm. they don't want to go with that version. <laughs> um, so I think that's probably like really important. But I mean, the other thing that I would throw out there, I mean, correct, again, correct me if I'm, if I'm wrong, but you're saying, you know, the young guys come into the industry, they shouldn't kind of break themselves. I think like when you're that age, that's kind of like your key age to be able to yeah. work those hours. Like I was able to work those hours when I was yeah. younger. Now that I've got a family and kid and everything else going on in my life, you then realize, okay, that's actually really important. I should peel it back now. Yeah. But when you're young and you've got that energy, like go for it, in my opinion. Yeah. Because like it's like it's a very finite amount of time in your life where you do have the time and energy to be able to do that. And mm. quite a lot of people do waste that time and energy on Drinking. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, I think it's like, Especially when people are younger, right? Yeah. Well, I think now it's like we're all so busy consuming everything, like in every possible sense of, of the word. It's like you, most people, like they take their phone to the bathroom and it's like scroll, 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 or they'll like get up, go to the other side of the house or the office, get their phone just so they can, you know, look at it when they're in the bathroom. It's like, guys, just actually pause, take a breath and allow yourself to just to just breathe. Yeah, yeah. One thing I'll, I'll, I'll share with you as well, like um, – because I, I really appreciate people sharing their mental health journeys. Like mm. I've actually um, done like counseling myself. Oh yeah. And um, it was one of the most rewarding experiences after you get to the other end of it. Yeah. Realizing like 
I'm not weird. Well, you know, like I, I'm, it's not like there's a reason for why I'm feeling like this. Yeah. And like they're able to kind of break it down and explain it for you. And like, um, did you find that when you were going through your own journey that it um, gave you a sense of like, you know, like. Definitely. It's sort of, there's a couple of things how I felt. It was like one, it was like it's peeling off all the masks. So yeah. you can actually just be, uh, just be yourself. And the biggest thing was like walking out was like, oh, I'm actually enough. Like it's like, it's okay. Like who I am and where I am today is actually really is, is good. You know, you don't always, cause you're always taught to thought like bigger, better, more, like the better house, better car, better, better everything else. But actually you've got to stop and enjoy it. Otherwise you just, you sort of, um, you just, you know, you're robbing yourself of that happiness. You sort of envy is a thief of joy. Yeah. There you yeah. go. Yeah. That's I mean, I like, but of. that's the whole way life's engineered these days. Yeah. Right? It's like, everything on social media, every like sense of marketing is basically mm. like, oh yeah, well, here's this dangly thing over here. And then you kind of get that Shiny. and you go, you go, Ooh, I want that one now. Yeah. Because that's just like the way that the world works yeah. these days. And yeah, it's like massively into consumerism and like, yeah. you know, obviously there's like sales and all that kind of stuff, mm. like trying to drive the economy along. So don't fall into the trap, basically, eh? No, nah, mm. that's that's a real common thing because, like, I, I'll be honest, like, I've been around a fair amount of money. Like, I'm not, like, myself. I'm struggling like any other millennial. <laughs> but um, uh, George needs a pay rise. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I'll pay you later for that. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, the, but the thing that we, are, like, I have seen that is so consistent, which you guys just covered off, is so many people that are, like, in that position where they, like, have lots of money and they've got to that point like they've reached their goals all of them go back to that like enjoy the journey man yeah. just enjoy the journey enjoy the journey and I think that um, that's probably like a really like good key message for this episode is that it is not about the destination it is about that journey and just making sure that you're getting like those key stepping stones along the way. Yeah. Celebrate all of them. Don't celebrate 100%. the end goal. Celebrate that first hundred K you make. Celebrate that second hundred K you make. And like find those little moments along the way because that's how you'll get the most out of that journey. And like I think maintain that yeah. level of happiness. Definitely. Yeah. And that's why like being in the right team, whether it's just like a sales team or an office, is so is so important. Because if you can't be, you know, respected enough to like to be your true authentic self or if it's just not your vibe, not your tribe, then you have to go somewhere where you're where you're aligned sort of like culturally and style wise as as well. If you don't fit, you're just going to be sort of like you just that feeling of inadequacy will, will only increase because you're like, I'm speaking one type of language and they're speaking something different. It's just like there's got to be the right fit. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> I think that just so we've touched on it because it's like obviously a, one, of the, one of the main topics we're covering is the this whole thing about like men, <laughs> men, <laughs> men. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I, I can see that you're you're very comfortable in your own skin now. Has that always been the case, or has that no. been a challenge? Yeah, yeah, yeah no. Um, I think as guys, we're just not really programmed to talk about emotions. I remember just sort of, it's you know, not it's not normal. It's quite funny. My um, fourteen year old son recently went on a went on a date, and he was hanging out at the at the girl's house. I'd hope this story would be relevant in PC, but bear with me. You can always cut it out. Um, and I came back afterwards, and I was like, Harry, so how did it how did it go? And he was like, Oh, Dad, she's really weird. She's got this book, and she writes down like all her emotions in the in the book, <laughs> and she's got these weird sticks which she burns, and they smell funny. And I was like, 
oh, Harry, bless. She's like 15 years, like more emotionally mature than you are. Like, <laughs> we're just not. He was like, but why would you want to talk about your emotions? I was like, oh. <laughs> Harry, you know, like how, how I talk to you about it. And he's like, oh, I thought you were just being weird, Dad. I was like, no, no, this is like, we talk about our emotions, Harry. And yeah. he's like, no. She sounds like a catch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bit of incense in there as well. Yeah. Um, I think she dumped him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Haz. Sorry. <laughs> Club. <laughs> no, um, yeah, so the I guess that's a great thing to sort of give you some props for is mm. if you're creating an environment where, the, especially the men, like obviously mental health is not just about men, but obviously with three guys sitting here, we can all... Yeah attribute to we've either been there ourselves or no friends that do that and I think it's so and obviously we just got out of Movember big mm. amazing support um cause to support but that is something that I think is so important to like we just need to break that stigma yeah. you know like and, and I think we are getting there and it's just like I'm, I'm amazing props to you if you're facilitating an environment amongst your team where the men feel like a bit more comfortable and safer like feeling those especially in it's I it's don't I don't think it's ever going to be at a point where people are like singing it yeah. in a group, but like <laughs> if you're giving them a facility where you can do it in a one on one thing, I think that's all people actually even need sometimes is totally. just to know someone's actually got their back. Yeah, you know, it's like it's it's you know you're not going to be any less of a man by actually sharing what's what's really going on. Yeah, like if um, anything, I mean, it's more, I mean, isn't like, it? Yeah. Like you exactly. actually become more comfortable. Yeah. In all honesty, though, how good would it be if you know someone's yelling at you, whether it's a vendor or an agent for us, and we go. I can hear you're frustrated. What's really going on with you? <laughs> <laughs> Do you reckon that would be how, how a good place? Listing by George. <laughs> <laughs> we just we train our CS staff to just like oh. go like <laughs> just, just start, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You can have to get like find counselors and then train them up to be videographers. Yeah. Like. <laughs> oh yeah, that is, see, there's a business idea. Yeah. Like. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's quite funny. But I always like whenever I'm doing a shoot with you guys, and I always you know talk to the photographer that's that's on site for the day. I'm always like, you know, so how's it going? And I sort of almost feel a sense of I've got to um, make up for some of the other bad agents that they've had during the course of the day because sometimes they arrive and they're like always like super professional, but you can see the level of like stress and anxiety. It's like, oh, I've just had this agent. And he was like shouting at me and super demanding. It's sort of, you know, it's how you treat other humans, whether they're like whatever service the line they're in. Like that's how you you view on the whole world. Yeah. It's like my thing is like I want to leave everybody feeling better from an interaction with me. Yeah. yeah. That's like, awesome. I can always I can attest to that too. Like when I used to be on the tools, like yeah. you always made me feel good. You know, I always yeah. wanted to come and do your shoots because you know. Is that yeah. why you stopped coming to me? Well, I stopped going to everybody basically. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> George, where you gone, George? Yeah. Can I just yeah. talk about that quickly though? Do you know what you're doing as a reverse effect? Like, are you aware of the like positive effect that you're having or is that just cause you're trying to be a nice person? Cause there is a real massive positive effect that you probably don't even realize. I No, I think it's just, I've always been like a sunny disposition. It's just like, you know, we're all just here on this planet trying to do our thing. We've all got the same hopes and needs and wants and goals. Let's enjoy the journey to your point earlier. Like let's just be a blessing in someone's life rather than just misery. Cool. Well, so I'll cover off the basically scenario of like how it goes for a shooter, right? Yeah. They come and they go to that shoot that we're talking about yeah. where it's like the, oh my God. Ang blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Imagine you're doing your job and then you've got that yeah. <laughs> happening. Are you going to be better or worse? Yeah. <laughs> like it's it's a, such a high pressure situation. Personally, I don't perform that well under pressure. No. Like I, I perform well 
as George knows, when I'm being nurtured. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's a very delicate flower, this man. <laughs> and so if I feel like someone has confidence in me, you are going to get the best out of me. Totally. And then I think that it's, it's pretty normal, right? Like I feel yeah. like it's a pretty normal human trait. And so obviously if there's an agent that's coming in, creating in a high-pressure situation, and then like saying, oh, I'm going to say something, no names, and it's just like a, an honest take, that often coming at it from a point where they don't have the experience or knowledge to even be commenting on these things. Definitely not. And now you're getting in the professional's head. Yeah, And they're yeah. starting to second-guess themselves and go like, oh, wait, maybe I didn't do that, or oh, maybe I should have done that wrong, blah, 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 blah. Whereas in your situation, you're going, mm, hey, you're the guy, you know, like, and you're yeah. just creating this nice, happy environment. Obviously you're going to get the best out of that shooter. Totally. And there's a reason why all of your it shoots look yeah. so good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it also makes a vendor feel really comfortable too. 100%. You yeah. know, because they go, oh, everything's like under control. Yeah. You know, and it's always perception. I always say like, you know, no matter what you do when you go get to a shoot, go up to the vendor and tell them that their house is amazing and it's yeah. in such amazing condition and thank yeah. you so much for working so hard because it might be really crap, but if they feel like you're praising them, they're instantly going to have that positive interaction with you, right? And that comes back to Definitely. your point where then they're going to go when they get the photos back, like, this guy was really nice and, and the photos look great. Mm. They, they might be crap, but yeah. at the end of the day, they have had that positive experience and then therefore their like their experience will flow through the whole process, right? And it's like 100%. it's actually really important for us as well to do a really good job because it's so important in the real estate sales process because it's so early on, mm. you know, and if we do muck it up at the start, then it leaves a bad start point for the campaign and then the agent's just constantly backpedaling from that point. So, like, it is a really hard place to be, but, um, but yeah, it's, it's all good. Like, we always just, just trudge through it. Yeah. George's guide to vendors, go tell them their house is nice and don't use their toilet. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> two very different, two e-book, very key points. E-book coming soon, guys. Yeah. One thing, like any, everything you do is a transfer is a transfer of energy. Whether it's just like smiling at somebody or holding a door open for somebody or having like you know a bigger a bigger interaction, you always leave somebody in a slightly altered, a slightly altered state. Um, and so my thing is just like, be kind, just mm. like enjoy it, you just. Engage. I'm trying to get the most out of people. My wife hates it because I'm always like at the supermarket checkout, talking, talking to like whether old people or young people. Ask them about their life. But it's like, can you just pack the groceries and get out of here? Um, but I'm always like super inquisitive. So what's going on? Like, why are you here? What are you studying? Yeah. What about this? What about that? What's going on behind those curtains? Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really going on. Yeah. But like, I mean. There's always going to be a positive effect to that, right? I bet you picked up a listing like that, haven't you? Yep. Actually. <laughs> yeah, there <you> go. <laughs> There's actually a really good um, author called, his name's Mo Galdo, M-O, last name G-A-W-D-A-T. Yeah. And he was like, same thing. He was um, like super, super wealthy, super successful. He was like um, one of the founders of Google's initial AI um, research. Interesting. And um, Smart guy. Yeah, very, very clever guy. And his son was 21, had an appendicitis, died on the operating table by accident. Whoa. Um, Medical misadventure. Yeah. But he, like, his goal from that was, like, to make 100,000 people happy, and he smashed that. Now he's kind of trying to make, I think he's trying to go, like, a billion happy or something like that. Incredible. I think it's called Simply Happy or Happy something, something to do with happiness. But, you know, if you you search the author, you'll find it, but it's a really, really good book. And it's, um, like, his whole thing is, like, as does work on that transfer of mm. energy and, you know, you can just smile somebody and make them, you know, 5% happier, whatever yeah. it might be. Um, but 
his thing was is like his mission has become making people happy because that was his son's mission. Yeah. And so like now he's kind of like it over. continuing it on. So yeah, following that is there something a book to read. Really, really good. Yeah, um, for everyone to do. Yeah, and like I think the more positive content you consume, the better. To be honest, there's lots of average yeah. content out there these days. So Definitely. It's uh, if you're gonna get into this, like, because I think it's it's not people people doom scroll now, and no, it's just yeah. a normal thing. Um, but it doesn't have to be doom scrolling, right? No. Like, it depends what content you're consuming. Because I try to balance my content between stuff that I know is going to trigger my like, you know, serotonin yeah. and happiness, yeah. and just general and, dopamine. Yeah, like. dopamine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I also try to make sure that, that I've got like educational stuff in mm. there, and that it's like, you know, it's not just because it's still. You st- the the thing is, the more you train yourself the more that the dopamine hits either way, right? Yeah, and so totally. then I've actually, I'm aware of the psychology behind it. So I'm trying to make sure that if I'm going to be doom scrolling, I'm going to be benefiting myself yeah. from it, you know? Definitely. Because we right. live in a social media world, guys, so don't hide away from it. I'm never going to be someone that goes like, oh, you know, like, don't, you know, that's so bad for you, this, that, that. It's the reality. we live. It's the world we live in. It's the future we live in. Just um, unless something crazy happens, like, you know, and, EMP pops off and then <laughs> Instagram itself is gone. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, there you go. The book's called Solve for Happy. Ah, yes. Yeah, we've got, we got technology yeah. now. We're upgrading. <laughs> um, but yeah, like the, there's lots of ways around it and just making sure that you're, um, like you say, just constantly trying to be a positive person. You'll find yourself actually becoming happier internally that's what i've found as well because i feel like um i've been through a similar kind of thing for what um you were talking about and it's it's if anyone else is that's listening to this is feeling like you're kind of resonating with some of the things that we're saying i'm sure you like i'm sure nick would be the same but like you can reach out to myself i'm sure you can reach out to nick he would be more than happy to talk to you so like um just make sure that if it's not one of us or, or George or whoever, you do reach out to someone. Find that person that you trust and think. And honestly, I can tell you, um, this is going to be a big moment. I've never talked about this before. But um, one of the best moments I've ever had with my friends, who we have grown up in a group of people that is a bit more like guys, guys and men's men's. One of the strongest building points of our relationship was when I broke down crying in his arms. And, Amazing. and it was something that was like, I was so ashamed of it at the time, mm. but then the way he reacted to it was, was everything, you yeah. know, like he just, you could see that it was like, he knew like that I was at a point where I needed help yeah. and he was there for me, you know, like Amazing. And it just, once you've done that, you, that's like a whole new level of friendship, yeah, you know, totally. like, and you, it's, that's what I wanted to say to the people that are worried about like putting themselves out there and letting it out. Your friendships only get better yeah. after that. Once you feel emotionally comfortable with each other, it's like it's not the same as like having a girlfriend, but yeah. it, it's closer to that level of relationship where you like, it's like feel friends, but without the benefits. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the emotional benefits. Like, yeah, yeah, emotional benefits. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's good because you get you got proper proper meaning to it. It's not just the superficial like you know fun times. It's yeah. actually like, hey, I'm here for you, Josh. It's all good. Like let, we can actually be vulnerable with each other. And they think they think vulnerability is a sign of weakness, but actually, if you open up your vulnerability, the emotional jam jar, as I call it, it actually makes you stronger because you know, okay, well, this is what's going to trigger me. This is what's going to cause me stress. This is what's going to build me up. So for me, one of the things that I've realized is actually like I need to go to the gym every day. So like Monday to Friday, alarm goes off at like 5.45 and I'm like at the gym by six. 
Um, and I'm also like on the treadmill, but I'm listening to this like uh, Rob Dial, Mindset Mentor. I like him. He's really yeah. good. He's yeah. short. Um, you know, just short episodes, and it's just oh, really. Good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's so good because I come out, I come back from the gym, and it's like I'm pumped, I'm ready, my body's feeling good, my brain's feeling good, and then I can go back in. It's like right back home by seven ish, um, and sort of like I'm there for the kids, I'm there for Philly. Just disclaimer: She does ninety percent of the kids, but um, my ten percent, I'm, I'm giving it as much as I. Uh, Your ten percent is a hundred percent, Nick. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well summed up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. And um, I, one of the other other things that I've heard people talk about is like attractiveness, like mm. guys' attractiveness with because um, like we're talking about the vulnerable side, right? Yeah. And there's this. I think there's this mis- misconception about like, are you attractive as a male if you're like emotionally vulnerable? Emotionally vulnerable. Yeah. And um, like all the like girl mates that I talk to actually say that they find like a male that can process and deal with their emotions is a lot more attractive than someone that is gotcha. like. And it's even worse, I think, in this in this day and age of like that era of like toxic masculinity. Yeah. It's sort of, it's gone. We've sort of going both ways at the same time. We've got like a super woke thing going on. We've also got like a super toxic thing going on. Everyone's pushing towards the extremes. Um, so yeah, I, I love that, Josh. It's like actually just be open, be honest. Yeah, and be it's yourself. More, like for everybody, not just, you know, for... Um, finding a new partner, but everyone you come into contact with, you go, oh, that's the real George, that's the real Josh. Like, you just know where you stand. So yeah, much easier. Totally. Yeah, and I think, like, one of the main key points that I've heard you talk about a lot, which I think is a really, really good one, is the more that you actually just be yourself, the more that you'll attract the right people for you around. Because if you're trying to, like, live life being this, like, fake version, yeah. just, like, giving everyone, like, this... What, what you might perceive as like the best traits or yeah. whatever, you're going to attract people that don't necessarily gel that well with you. And then you've got to like constantly put on this thing to maintain that. And it's just like, I mean, the second that it sounds like, like I said, it, it, from the way you describe it, I feel like the, the, the end result of it was a similar process for both of us. Mm-hmm. Once I let go of that thing of trying to maintain this image and appearance and I was just like, you know what? Like, I'm just going to be Josh now. Like, yeah. that's it. Like, and if you, if you don't like me, and it's, it's, it's like so refreshing, right? Like it's like a, you come up from like a massive hundred meter underneath the water swim or yeah. something like that. That's the only way I can describe it. So awesome stuff, man. Was there anything else like um, we've, We've covered some really cool stuff today. Like, I really, really enjoyed this episode. It's, uh, mental health is something that I feel very strongly about, and I can see that you do the same. Definitely. Is there anything you want to leave, like, the listeners with as, like, your final kind of take-home? One yeah. thing to remember. Um, I think the one thing to think about is that you you are enough and you're on your own personal journey. And someone told me a great quote the other day. It's like, if you hired a CEO to run your life, what, what practices would they make you stop and what would they make you start? I like that. Because it's like, it's easy to just go, oh, it's fine. I'll just have another beer. I'll just, you know, another 15 minutes on bloody Instagram, whatever. Um, but is that helping you or is it hindering you? You've got me thinking, man. I'm yeah. going to go like, away and the cogs are turning on. You know, if, somebody's, a- if somebody's watching you, it's like another version of that. If they were filming um, 
you know, if you had like a film crew follow, you guys could actually do this. If you had a film crew following you around all all day, like what would make the highlight real and what would get cut on the editing room floor? Yeah, like, it's a great way to sum it up. Of like, uh, I think just being honest about yeah. yourself and like what you would do for your self improvements yeah. and stuff. Yeah, I like, I really like that. That's good. Um, it's okay to have the um, the struggle. It's like, I know this sounds like a Disney quote, but like, <laughs> <laughs> wait for it. Um, on every hero's journey, there's a period of adversity. It's like, it's okay to like be in the trenches, to be doing the the late nights if there is a bigger goal that you're actually you're, you're working towards. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Well, th- thanks so much, Nick, for coming on. Um, the Obviously, there's so much to kind of unpack with this episode and we'll probably like, we'll leave some links and stuff into obviously yeah. some mental health um, things. Have you got any like platform that you're going to be like doing with this in the future or is this just something that you're going to personally be spearheading? Yeah, I just want to sort of start the conversation yeah. generally and sort of like, it's not my narrative. I don't own this, this space, obviously. It's just like, it's something that all of us have to participate in and all be part of the the solution no matter where we sit on the in the spectrum of roles or responsibilities um so yeah mainly just on like um linkedin and instagram but if anybody wants to like reach out have a chat have a coffee i'm here for you guys yeah give me a call Love yeah it. cool so we'll make sure next um instagram is in the episode notes so that you can find him there obviously th- um Make sure you subscribe to the show, like, share. Please get this message out. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and now YouTube as well. Um, obviously, YouTube for the video, right? Yeah, you totally. these beautiful faces. <laughs> Come on now. All the expressions. Um, but yeah, thank you so much again, guys, and we will see you next time. <laughs>